are listening to a Death by DVD murder mystery. Previously on Death by DVD. Hank, the world's greatest, the host of Death by DVD, was shot and killed live on the air. What the shit? What the fuck are you doing here? Hello, the countdown. It, it, the countdown is about to begin. What the fuck are you I'm doing here? Is 11 seconds. The microphones are live. Fuck off, I've gotta do the countdown. Dick! <coughs> Fuck! <coughs> oh. <coughs> oh, you asshole! Following the murder of Hank the World's Greatest, an intense investigation began that yielded nothing. An FBI search for frequent co-host I. Alexander Nash had turned up with no results. The trail had gone gold. Haggard homicide detective Lieutenant Magelli of the Anytown USA Police Department was assigned the case. Little did he know the evil lurking just out of sight. There were plenty of people to accuse, but none of them could be found. After an exhausting round of questioning, Magelli was left clueless. Mary Sparrow! Did you do it? No. Harry Scott Sullivan. Did you do it? No. The deep-voiced announcer guy. Did you do it? No. Not only was I. Alexander Nash missing, but Jay Willie, the host of the popular Jay Willie Super Sounds of the 80s radio program, whom Hank the World's Greatest was to co-host a New Year's countdown with, if he hadn't been murdered. On January 14th, 2022, a little after midnight, homicide detective Lieutenant Magelli received a phone call at his office from a strange-voiced man. This phone call led Magelli to the house of the mysterious Harry Scott Sullivan, a person's of interest in the murder of Hank, the world's greatest. But who was Harry Scott? And now, the mystery continues. Who shot Hank? Part 2. Lieutenant Magelli and I were standing in my kitchen having a cup of coffee when the terror began. 
Ah, sounds like you got some raccoons going through your garbage. I don't think that's raccoons. What is that? Get down! It's a drive-by! We ducked the cover. But thankfully, it was all over. Thankfully for us. It was a drive-by, alright. But they got the wrong house. We just got hit with the spray from the automatic weapons. I dove behind a counter for safety, and Majelli dropped to the floor and hugged it tight. The both of us. We were alright, I thought. Silence took the room until Majelli spoke. Did they miss ya? Yeah, but they sure didn't miss my windows. Well, you know... <laughs> that's better than getting shot. God damn it, Majelli, are you hit? <clears throat> they got me. In the gut. Even though the shooting had ended, I was afraid. I crawled from my hiding spot to Majelli. I had to tell him the truth. If he was dying, he deserved to know. He needed to know. There was much more into all of this than just a murder. People die every day, every second. From violent crimes to peacefully drifting away in your sleep. But Hank the world's greatest? He didn't die peacefully. He didn't drift away in his sleep. There was something much more evil at hand. By the time I got to Magelli, his eyes had rolled into the back of his head. It's too late for me. What the fuck, man? You got hit in the arm. You're literally still smoking a cigar. It's all going black. I woke up alone in the hospital. The last thing I could remember was standing in the kitchen at Harry Scott Sullivan's house. Then, the thunder shook. Or at least I thought it was thunder. It rained, but instead of water, it was bullets. Someone wanted us dead, and all we knew was they wore blue velvet. The room was dark. I hit the little button for the nurse, but no one came. In fact, I couldn't hear anything at all. Just the deafening sound of silence. Something wasn't right. 
Meanwhile, at the Anytown USA Police Headquarters. I want him released now. You have nothing to hold him on. It's not that easy. Your son was a suspect in a capital murder case. A suspect? Chief, someone just shot up his house after a cop came by. Exactly. How are we supposed to know he's innocent? There are too many questions and not enough answers. I don't care. The law is the law. You have no charge. You have to release him, and I'm here to take him. Don't you think keeping him here is safer? Captain, trust me, nowhere is safe now. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> When the police showed up after the drive-by, I was arrested. Majelli took a slug in the arm, but he was fine. They transported him to the hospital and put me in handcuffs. The cops, they couldn't pin a charge on me. Sure, it seemed obvious someone wanted Majelli dead, but they wanted me dead too. But they got the wrong house. Whomever was out to get us, they shot up a school for deaf and blind children instead. After the gunshots ended, the silence was the worst part. You couldn't hear any screams because they were mute also. Someone was out to end our lives, but the blood of these deaf, blind, and mute children was running in the street instead. It was the curse of Hank. I could hear Mary Sparrow shouting at the cops from my holding cell. I guess my mom had heard about the drive-by. Small town. The sun was rising when the police called me. They said my son my only son's home was shot up in a drive-by. And then they told me he had been arrested. I left immediately. 
birds had begun to sing by the time I got to the jail. There wasn't much time left. Hank's plan was unfolding. The curse of Hank was happening. His cult was here. When I got to the jail, I found out they were trying to hold Harry Scott on an obstruction of justice charge. When the police showed up after the drive-by, he wouldn't let them in to search his house. The police found this suspicious, but little did they know, Harry Scott just didn't want them to find his Twilight collection. Every Stephanie Meyer book, first editions in mint condition, when I finally got him out of the slammer, all he could talk about was Magelli. Mom, you just don't understand. I understand plenty. I'm telling you the hospital's the last place we should go. I need to talk to Magelli. Someone is coming after both of us, and I think I know who it is. I've got to tell Magelli about the Curse of Hank. The Curse of Hank. Yeah. Yeah. The Curse of Hank. And that's when my phone rang. Who is it? I don't know. It just says unknown caller. I'm going to answer it. Who is this? The killer woke before dawn and put the boots on. They wore blue velvet. Blue velvet, yeah, I know. What the fuck does that mean? They didn't miss your house. It was just a warning. What the fuck are you talking about? Who is this? I shouted into the phone, demanding the caller identify themselves. But it didn't make a difference. I couldn't hear them over the car's engine. Mary had stepped on the gas, and it seemed like she was going a thousand miles an hour. I could hardly hear the voice on the phone when I was speeding up. I shouted to Mary, but it was to no avail. Mom, what the fuck? Did you not bring your glasses? She turned and looked at me while barreling down the highway at a hundred miles an hour, and her eyes glittered yellow. She spoke, almost hesitantly. I'm sorry. I am not your mother. Then suddenly, it all went black. Again. The last thing I heard was the sound of metal hitting metal in one big boom. Thank you.
When I woke up, I was in the hospital. The room was dark, and there was no sound aside from the monitors beeping. Something was wrong. It was too quiet. I sat up and tried to get myself out of bed. And that's when I heard the voice. Don't try and get up. Just relax, Harry Scott. Where's my mom? What happened? We were, uh, we, we, we were in the car and I, I, I got a phone call and then it, it went black. The car, the car, we must have, we must have... The car wrecked. Yeah. That wasn't your mother. It was a robot. And... Uh, uh, do you mind if I smoke? As long as you light one for me. Mr. Sullivan, what do you know about the cult of Hank? The silence was unnatural, but yet I knew someone was in the room with me. The longer I sat there in the darkness, the more I could see the shape of them. Just sitting, silent as a stone, a few feet away from me. It was then I realized I wasn't even hooked up to nothing. That's why the silence had given me such a shake. There wasn't even a beep coming from the noises station outside my door. I got out of bed and something fell to the floor. It sounded like a wet bag of potatoes. I reached around until I found the light, and when I did, I wished I hadn't. Laying in the floor was a noise. Was a noise. Her head was a few feet away. She must have been sitting in the chair, holding her own head. I switched the light back off, but all I could hear was my own brain screaming at me to get out. Get out! Oh yeah, you gotta get out of there! But I knew if I left now, I would never figure out what was happening here. I found my clothes hanging on the back of the door and I got dressed in the dark. Once I got my coat back on and found my cigars, I lit one. And that's when the room went wild. The light shot on and every piece of machinery seemed to be alive with sound. 
heart monitor. It spoke. reply the door caved in Magelli is that you hurry up come on with me I finally found you I didn't even have time to respond the machines they came to life and they attacked like snakes wires and cords shot out at me wrapping themselves around me I was so shocked by it all Harry Scott had to pull me out of the room then, then I heard the screaming. What the hell is happening? I don't know. The hospital has fucking come alive. It's become alive. What the hell do you mean alive? I don't know. When the paramedics left with you, the cops, they came and they arrested me. My mom, or maybe some sort of robot, came and bailed me out. And then someone drove right into us and the car wrecked. I woke up, there was somebody else in my room, and they told me- They told you what? They told me... What's really going on? There was no time to make Magelli understand. I didn't even understand. All I knew is that we had to get to Death by DVD Studios, and we had to get there fast. Somehow, the hospital equipment had come to life. A murderous, violent life. And it was all Hank the world's greatest doing. Anything plugged into a wall could become a killer. Snake-like and demonic. Plain old cords came to life and just jutted from the walls like cobras. I saw a floor buffer smothering a man. It was like some coked-out writer from Maine's nightmare had come to life. Magelli was losing it. Oh, I, I don't want to die here. I just, I just paid off my car. But after a few slaps, I got him coherent. Get a hold of yourself, man. You can't drive a car if you're dead. It's a Tesla. Of course you can. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I understand. But still, get a hold of yourself. I'm not letting an angry power cord kill me. You're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, what, what is going on here? After they took me away from your house, I can't remember nothing. 
That's because they're trying to make this seem like it never happened. Make what seem like it never happened? All of this, the, the murder, Hank. Look what's happening to us. Majelli, I gotta tell you something. Hank? Hank the world's greatest? He isn't real. You sound just as crazy as what's going on here. Tell me everything. I tried to tell Majelli everything. Everything I knew, at least. The machines were rising. The electrical equipment in the hospital had come to life. Wires writhing like souls possessed them. Heart paddles leaping to life and shocking whomever got close enough. The machines were alive. I knew we didn't have much time, so I tried to tell Majelli everything fast. Uh, alright, where to start? Uh, Hank's a fucking robot. A robot?! Well, not exactly. It's more like an AI kind of thing, but it's it's learned to upload its consciousness into human individuals. It's a, look, it's complicated. We just need to get We just need to get to Death by DVD Studios. Then I can tell you everything. I seen over there the air conditioner. It's just sitting in the window. We could push that out and climb down the way. What if the machines see us? We only got one chance. Together, Lieutenant Magelli and I broke out of the hospital. Escaping from a rear window, we hot-wired a car and began our way to Death by DVD Studios. As a kid, my dad used to sing on call rides. And like my father, I will burn you with a cigarette lighter if you speak. Just shut the fuck up, Majelli. I need to tell you something. Well, if you need to tell me about a bathroom, I need to hear it. Jesus fucking Christ. We pulled off about a mile and a half away from the studio. Majelli jumped out and I thought about leaving him. I could just drive off. I could spare him. 
He turned, dick in hand, piss flying like snow in a storm, and he said, I don't know what all this is about, but I want you to know I'm in it to the end. Magelli's urine sprinkled upon the windshield like tears. Tears and rain. I knew I couldn't leave him. I knew it was time. Time to tell him about the curse. Lieutenant, come on. You're gonna poke somebody's eye out with that thing. Get back in the car. You know, my wife always hey, said- Hey, 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 I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Just, just get the fuck back in the car so I can tell you about the goddamn curse. Alright, okay, alright. I'm here. There's no need to be crude. Okay. First things fucking last. Hank, Hank the world's greatest. He does not exist. Hank doesn't exist. The original Hank went missing in 2009, just a few months after Death by DVD premiered. We've been hiring actors to replace him ever since. Could you, uh, turn the heat on a little bit? Are you listening to me? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just a little bit of a chilly willy. Oh, yeah. So are you listening or not? Go ahead. <clears throat> I... I created Death by DVD in 2009. I created it with my cousin. My twin cousin, Hank. We... We just wanted to start a show all about exploitation movies, horror, you know? Uh, fuck. We just wanted to talk about movies. But Hank... I, I don't know. He just left one day. I always thought that he had just gotten tired of it all, but... Dear? Yeah, I mean, it was dear to us, sure. Dear? God damn it, Magelli, what are you talking? Dear. Standing in front of the car was a 12-point buck. Thankfully, I had stopped in right amount of time. It stood in front of us and it lingered. It wasn't unusual for deer to block the road around these parts, but what Lieutenant Magellan and I saw was no normal deer. The yellow glow of the headlights cascaded around the creature, but it turned and looked at us directly. Its eyes were strange, sparkling gold, and then it screamed a strange, horrible sound. <laughs> Guessing that's not rabies. Buckle up. We're almost at the studio. I'm driving through it.
We're here. We were there, Death by DVD Studios, located in any town, USA. The building was a real monster. It seemed to stretch as far as the eye could see. Harry Scott was leaning over the steering wheel. He had a lit cigarette, and all I could see was his face in the glow. You need to hear this, Magelli. Before it's too late. Hank the World's Greatest, the original Hank. Before he disappeared, he'd been secretly working on a program. A program? Yeah, a computer program. The ultimate host. He called it HostBot 9000. It would be programmed to be charming, funny, full of facts. The perfect show host. Then, he could sit back and relax without having to do any of the work. But something went wrong. Clearly. Hey, can I finish the fucking story? Okay. Something went wrong. A one or a zero in the wrong place, something. The program worked at first, but at some point, it became self-aware. It... It became a living, digital hank. We didn't know when it happened. I couldn't even tell you. It was I, Alexander Nash, who first noticed something strange. I was wondering when he was gonna fit into all this. Hank. The real Hank. He must have known. The night before a live episode, he just disappeared into the woods, leaving absolutely no trace, nothing. We had no option but to use the HostBot 9000. The show went fine, until we tried to end it. HostBot didn't want the show to end. I, Alexander Nash, had noticed while we were preparing for the show that HostBot couldn't be turned off. It was always on, almost like it was watching us. And then, the broadcast. Right at the end, HostBot broke script. Nothing we had programmed it to say. It became hostile. It told us that the show wouldn't be ending. The broadcast. It would never, ever end. We were frightened. We didn't know what to do. In those days, we all recorded in Death by DVD studios together. I was producing, Nash and the robot were seemingly jiving, everything was going okay. And then HostBot threatened to lock the studio down. We didn't know what to do. We, we, we... Well, what did you do? The story's gotta go somewhere. <sighs> we office-spaced it. 
just brutalized it with any blunt object nearby. We broke it into a thousand pieces. It was fucking threatening us. I mean, what? What? Since then, Nash won't even set foot in the studio. We, we have to record over Skype. Okay, so you broke the robot. What does that have to do with a curse? You know, this is really getting a little muddled. You're supposed to be telling me about a curse. I didn't become a detective to have to sit and figure out riddles and mysteries. Do you have absolutely any goddamn idea what your job description actually is? Look, don't answer my question with a question. What about the curse of Hank? And who came to the hospital and told you everything? I need to know the facts. Oh. Oh, oh, so now all of a sudden you want to try and be a cop. I'm trying to tell you the facts. Now shut up and let me talk. And then suddenly, there was a tapping. Someone gently rapping. Rapping on the driver's window of the stolen Ford. Hey, can I, uh... Can I get in? It's really, it's really cold out here. It was Jay Willie, the missing host of Jay Willie's Super Sounds of the 80s, North America's most popular 1980s FM radio show. Majelli and I both sat in silence. Personally, I was in a bit of shock. He leaned down to look in the window, and he spoke. I, uh... I'm just gonna get in. I, I'm I'm just gonna get in the back now. What the fuck are you doing here? I'm the mysterious caller, man. I'm here to help you save the day. Oh, would you look at that? You were right, Harry. Nuts. I really thought it was gonna be a lady killer. Oh God. I am going to scream. What is wrong with you? You just can't possibly be, be that inept. I just I just don't understand. I mean, I got I just watched that bullet in my house. While verbally abusing Majelli, I reached up and adjusted the rearview mirror. And that's when I noticed what Jay Willie was wearing. He was wearing one blue velvet glove. Where did Jay Willie, the missing host of Jay Willie Super Sounds of the 80s, North America's most popular 1980s FM radio show, come from? And why is he wearing a single blue velvet glove? What happened to Mary Sparrow and her robot doppelganger? Will we ever find out who shot Hank? And while we're at it, will we ever find out what the curse of Hank is? You know, now that I'm thinking about this, there are a lot of loose ends here. How did we even get to robots? Is it confirmed? Was that a robot? That was a real right turn. Well, anyhow, 
Find out all this and more next week. On Who Shot Hank, Part 3. Who Shot Hank, an all-original Death by DVD murder mystery. Visit www.deathbydvd.com to hear the whole thing. I'm Linnea, and I like Death by DVD. It's a statement. recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Portions of today's programming have been mechanically reproduced. Wish you a pleasant good night and good morning. And now our national anthem. listening to him.